All right, well, it's uh, Wednesday, October 20th, 2021, and it's official. I have now started the uh, uh, official process to renew my visa and to renew my work permit. So this is uh, this now puts me in a situation where I have this delicate little piece of paper, much more delicate than a passport, uh, that I get to carry around with me for the next uh, seven working days. I think I got to pick up my passport on October 29th. For those of you who have never done this before, who have never lived overseas and had to uh, apply for work permits and work visas, I can guarantee you if you talk to anybody who has immigrated to Canada or to another place or anybody who has done any sort of um, overseas study, getting visas, getting work permits, getting the documents, and then going to submit them is a complete pain in the ass. It's the dumbest thing. Well, I can't say it's the dumbest thing in the world. In the world, I, I know there's there's reasons behind it, and I know that there's the safety, the security, and you know, uh, you know the the current uh, paperwork wasn't just dreamed up overnight. I mean, it took a long time for um, these these restrictions or these policies or these needs to develop and to be implemented. In the uh, document renewal process, and I'm not, I'm not just pointing the finger at like any one country. I'm saying anybody who has to go through this sort of official work permit um, circus uh, will will it will be familiar with uh, what what I mean. Um, now, to be fair, um, we uh, as as employees we get, have a little bit easy uh, because our HR department is actually very well organized and they have a process in place and it hasn't changed very much over the years so this has been very good uh so the people who uh and there's been a few girls who've worked in this position over the years um two or three total i think uh and it's all been communicated very well and it's it's like a well-oiled machine they they uh have a pdf explaining exactly how to fill out the necessary paperwork what to do literally step by step you you don't speed read this document you go through it you check the you you do what it the, the number says to do and then you go to the, the next number and so on and so on um, I have written about this uh, process before uh, on my website uh, stevensersky.com and it's titled document renewal anxieties and I'm looking at it I guess I wrote this back in 2018. Um, and there's a couple of pictures of uh, what is needed. Uh, so there's a contract that I have posted there. I have, uh, or it's, I mean, this is all blacked out, of course. Uh, and then the yellow piece of paper, this um, the visa state permit, residence permit application receipt is what it's titled. Um, and it, it is well organized. Like it's not disorganized. It's just the matter of you have to go do it in a certain order and it has to be done in person and it has to be done on paper. It can't be done digitally, right? So all this talk about, you know, the, the digitization of the world and um, there are a lot of things that still have to be literally stamped by someone somewhere. Uh, so part of the process is uh, and my company is very good in that they have the package that they give to us and say here take this go to the PSB and the PSB I think is called it's the Public Security Bureau um, and so this is 
as I found out today, it's a 20 minute bike ride from where I work, or at least where I work in Beijing. Um, and uh, so getting there wasn't difficult, but I mean, first I had to go to the office to pick up the necessary paperwork uh, and then go to the, uh, the PSB. There's always a fear in China that uh, things will shut down over lunchtime. <laughs> uh, the stock market itself closes down at 11.30 and then reopens at 1. Uh, but luckily the PSB doesn't. And uh, so it's it's from 9, 9 or 9.30 in the morning until 5 p.m. So it's pretty good. Uh, the first issue actually that I had was uh, the health code scan that I couldn't get to do. And I... There's, so I have like four different health code apps um, that don't talk to each other at all. And I scanned it with two or three of them and none of them would recognize what was going on. And the reason why is because I had uh, left Beijing in the last couple of weeks. And so it, it booted me from the Beijing system and was now looking to confirm that I had not visited uh, another place. So if you haven't heard... China is now has another uh, high is a high risk area in Inner Mongolia. So when this comes up, and since I was traveling, I had to sort of rejoin the app. It has all my information now. the The issue with this, and if you don't know Chinese or if you don't know what's happening, this can get very frustrating because you you would keep doing the same thing even with different apps but still getting the same message, like you have to re- register, your your uh, registration is incomplete or something. And what's happening is that uh, it your phone has left the, the Beijing environs, and so now you have to re-register yourself as being in Beijing, and you have to click I, that you have not visited the high-risk area. After that, if you, if you don't do this, what it will ask you to do, if you try to do it another way where you try to uh, just check your health code rather than scan the health code or vice versa, uh, sorry, if you try to scan the health code but you don't try to check it. So there's two functions. You can check your health code or you can scan the QR code and get a new health code, right? I was trying to scan it. The function wouldn't work because it was saying I needed to register. And I went, well, I am registered. How can it not be registered? And what it means is that you have to select this, and then you have to get uh, the, that you haven't been there. You have to get the, um, what, what do you call it, the text message from the app so you can log in properly. One of the issues is that when you do all of this, it will take you to a page that says you have to register. It has all your information, but it needs a picture identification. And this is where you get shut down more times than not because it does not take a, a, a passport, does not recognize a foreigner name. It has to be a mainland Chinese ID card. And this will have you sitting there going, well, how do you even deal with this? I honestly can't remember how I dealt with it, to tell you the truth. Out of the three apps that I tried to use, um, the two of them were in uh, WeChat, one of them was with Alipay, I think at some point, finally, it. I had to go through another app. I had to go through the national app that scanned the QR code, and then that enabled me to get to the, uh, did you visit this place? I said no. I said, well, okay, select here uh, to get the uh, text message code, OTP, 
and it sent it finally, and then I was able to enter it. And then after that, I was able to show my my green uh, health code, which was proper. So all that very lengthy digression is to say, getting into the building was a bit of a pain, uh, just because I had left the uh, the uh, the city a couple of weeks ago. Um, so once in the building, uh, that was fine. The next problem was that when I get in line, I knew that one of the first things that you have to do when you get into the PSB to, to renew your visa is that you have to go upstairs to the second floor and you have to get a photo taken. This doesn't make sense either because you're going, well, they request a photo to be provided with the, uh, the application. And you're going, so can I just bring two photos? No, you cannot bring your own photo for the photo that they take. What they do is that when you go in, you take this uh, this special photo in the special room where the girl's on her cell phone. She wakes up when you, <laughs> you arrive uh, and uh, they take your picture. That is for the actual uh, visa uh, picture. Uh, so that, that will go on to your picture. I don't know why they need the... I guess what they're doing, um, that picture, it goes onto the yellow piece of paper that they give you. The paper, the picture that you submit with the application goes on to the actual visa itself. And they've started uh, recently, what they've done is, uh, before it used to be all text-based, the visa permit. I'll, I'll post a picture of this, blanked out, of course. Um, and uh, you'll see that I'll have a picture of me, and then I'll have all the other information. I guess uh, it's just another security uh, layer. But that picture that you take uh, or that you bring is uh, will be one of those things where it will, will be affixed or scanned and part of your actual visa. Um, whereas the one that they take gets put on this uh, yellow piece of paper. So it's... Uh, a bit confusing. Once you get that picture taken, you get four barcodes, and then they send you to go stand in line. And this is where, uh, if you're well prepared, this can actually uh, go quite quickly. Today there was quite a few people because I showed up at lunchtime, and I hate doing this because there are people there, um, and it just takes a little bit longer. Everyone takes two or three minutes, and it, just, it seems to take a long time. Uh, there was once I was in line. There's a guy checking everybody's forms just to make sure that everything's filled out properly. He takes a look at mine and goes, ah, sorry, sir. You have to fill this out in black ink. And I sit there going, it is in black. He's like, well, that's a ballpoint pen. What? I was like, ah, really? He's like, don't worry. Just go trace it with a black ink pen. Okay, where can I get a black ink pen? Over there. So I had to get out of line. Go over to the... the uh, uh, areas that they have all the pens and the forms and everything. I had to retrace the whole thing in black ink. So this was, uh, I mean, thankfully not, but I was so proud that I'd been able to write all the Chinese characters too, which the company and the sheet and the guidance that they gave me just said, just write the English. You don't have to write the Chinese version, which is probably a better idea because then the person filling out the uh, visa application form will just read the English rather than trying to decipher my Chinese. Uh, so I, I hope everything was okay with that. Um, but so I had to retrace everything with the black ink. After that, I get back into line. And this is when 
someone else was having an issue. I, I don't know what exactly happened. He kept on repeating, my visa has expired. My visa expired. This is from the embassy. And uh, I, I won't say where he was from. And uh, But the, he was having an issue uh, getting this across to the, uh, the person sitting there. Now, one thing I did notice today that has changed in my time of going to this building. So this is my fifth time, I think, going to the building for this, pro- uh, this purpose. All of the ladies working there spoke English. And the men. They all spoke English. And like good English. Not like broken English like my Chinese is broken. It was English that was readily understandable. Uh, I, I don't think this has ever... It's ever been this way before, to tell you the truth. I have a suspicion that COVID may have brought back a lot of the people who were overseas, maybe studying, maybe working, or whatever. And now those people have taken over some of the jobs from other people who might have had them before, or maybe went home and couldn't get back to Beijing, or whatever the case is. I I suspect that some of them had worked overseas I'm not entirely sure. This is just my suspicion. But I did notice the level of English available to work in was a lot better than it's ever been. So anyway, uh, after a couple minutes of hearing this guy get angry at the uh, the lady across the way. Uh, oh, and the other big thing, I guess, was uh, that they had this year is that they had plexiglass between um, us and the, the clerks before it used to be an open table and now it's a plexiglass which is good because this guy was uh, getting a little hot in the col- under the collar um, I'm not entirely sure what um, came of it but he did take all of his documents and leave I'm not sure exactly what happened but um, I understand his frustration it can be very frustrating to run into the bureaucracy that can be an official place such as the PSB where the PSB is sitting there going, uh, sorry, we need this document. And if you don't have it, then we can't process it. And meanwhile, you're going, but the embassy told me this is the document I should provide. And so you sit there in this sort of almost catch 22. where You're kind of like, how, how do you, it's actually not catch 22. It's more like when you're a young uh, kid and you, your parents tell you to get a job, but you can't get a job because you have no work experience. Right, it's, it's almost like that. It's like, well, how do I get a job if I don't have any work experience? Except with this document, you can't just make up stuff to to get through. I mean, whereas a job, you can say, well, yeah, I had a lemonade stand or something, right? Uh, anyway, so after hearing this go on for a few minutes, uh, he finally got his stuff, took off. Um, I got into, uh, finally into, uh, I waited, there was a few people, five or six people in front of me. I was surprised that it was uh, taking this long um, but again, midday, I guess a lot of people were on, uh, on lunch break and everything. So they were just running down to uh, get their visas renewed quickly. Um, one of the first questions I was asked once I got to the clerk, she's like, have you traveled? Actually, she first asked, do you speak Chinese? I'm like, it's better if we do this in English. It'll be easier on both of us. <laughs> it just will. Um, then the second question was, have you traveled? Have you uh, been anywhere? In the last couple, uh, last couple of weeks, I'm like, yep, I was in Chongqing and Chengdu. She's like, okay, fill out your uh, name and phone number so we can call you if there's any issues. Um, I w- actually wasn't aware that Inner Mongolia was a, a major issue just yet, but uh, as I mentioned, the the QR code did sort of suggest that there was a high risk area developing over there. 
Uh, all that being done, uh, I fill it all out. The uh, she takes me through it. She everything's been filled out pretty much properly. She didn't say anything about uh, my handwriting or anything, which is great. The one thing that she did point out, she's like, okay, so for this uh, work permit, it's uh, only available for part of the year because your passport is going to expire next year. So this will be next year's fun, wherein I guess six my six months prior to the summer. I got to start the visa or the passport renewal process. For those of you who aren't aware of what happened to my last passport back in 2017, let's just say I don't have it anymore. <laughs> uh, it got it went through the wash, and I had to get it replaced in order to get a new visa to come back to China and then take up new employment. It was a pain. And it was it was terrible. I don't wish that upon anybody because it's such a small thing. You're going, why aren't these passports waterproof? Why not? Why not? Why? Where are the tax dollars going that you couldn't make an official document so important as a passport waterproof? Just an idea. I mean, Chinese people have ID cards and they have passports. If they travel within China, they just use an ID card. Likewise, like I guess in Canada, you don't need to take your passport all the time. You can take your driver's license. Same, same. Uh, but internationally, you're supposed to have your passport with you all the time. And it's just a, like, it's such a sensitive document. If it gets stolen, ripped, or anything, you got to go crawling, groveling to the passport office, to the embassy, and explain what happened. And they look at you sternly, and they go, well, you should take better care of your belongings. And like, well, actually, technically, the passport's not yours. It's the government's, so they're just giving it to you. Anyway, so she pointed this out, uh, that I have to renew my passport next year, and I, I kind of had this, like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's uh, going to be interesting. And since I cannot really leave China at the moment, uh, because of all the flight restrictions and everything, it looks like this passport will be issued by Beijing. So that'd be kind of neat. I do have other passports issued by other places, uh, notably Korea, Busan in Korea. That was the last time I internationally renewed my passport, uh, and it did require a bit of effort to get through. So I'm get to, I get to go through this all again next year. This is great. All that being said... I asked her, so, okay, if I have to renew my passport, does that mean I have to do this process again um, next year? And she's like, yes, you do. Which, this does provide a bit of a problem. Because if my passport ends prior, and then I have to renew it, and then that means I have to get a new work permit, that means the work permit's now going to be only uh, applicable for the year that it starts from, which will be earlier than my contract ends. Do you, do you get how all of a sudden everything's striated? So that means next year I'm going to have three different deadlines. I'm going to have my visa or my, my visa expiry. I'm going to have my contract expiry. And then I'm going to have my apartment expiry. And this is all going through my mind. I'm going, you know, as fun as it is to be an international traveler, and uh, it's kind of neat to have a passport that's going to say Beijing in it, I don't like the idea of having three different deadlines. <laughs> it's, this all of a sudden seems like a pain in the ass, to tell you the truth. Um, so I don't know how I can really 
you know, change this. I don't know if I can consolidate anything. Like every, right now, everything just sort of ends in November because of the visa and the contract. That's it. Uh, but next year, the, the passport renewal is going to throw a wrench into my nicely organized um, uh, expiration, expiration dates. So all that being said and done, I uh, got the um, documents finished. Now I have this little uh, yellow piece of paper that I have to uh, take care of until next Friday. And the great thing is that I get to go to Jinan next week. Uh, and uh, we'll see how the train station clerks or attendants, they, uh, they deal with uh, this yellow piece of paper. So it should be fine. Uh, I'll be tra- traveling with a group of people. And although that never really matters, I could, there's no, uh, not, not solidarity, there's no benefit to being a group of people you just have more foreigners going saying things that you know like well but we know him and and he he has a passport it's at the bureau and unless someone knows exactly what to say in chinese and most people don't uh, myself included it gets very difficult to um, explain how this yellow piece of paper represents the fact that your passport is in another city being renewed People outside of Beijing, if they've never dealt with this sort of official bureaucracy before, won't understand why you don't have your passport. And it's, I don't blame them. They're not paid to think about this. They're paid to stop people who don't have passports if they are foreigners. That's that's what their job is. Likewise, if you're Chinese national and you don't have your mainland ID card, they start asking you questions. Why don't you have it? So, uh, yeah, that'll be, but that'll be next week's fun. You know, this week's fun, I got that done. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad because it was a thing that took a couple hours of my day, uh, and as a result, I actually got back a little late uh, to do my workout, but uh, it's no problem. It's done. Bearing any foreseen, unforeseen circumstances, uh, I should have my passport back next week, and then the, the preparations for uh, uh, the passport will have, the passport renewal will have to be in sometime in January or February, I guess. And on the other shot, on the other upshot, uh, we do have uh, retraining every couple of years. And uh, I just heard today that I have uh, successfully passed my retraining. Uh, so that means I'm able to uh, stick around in my current uh, job format and uh, live here in China for at least a little bit longer. This does get me thinking next couple of years, you know, I, I, one of the things I want to accomplish was living in a city that hosts the Olympics and Beijing will host the Winter Olympics in uh, next year in four or five months time. So that'll check that box. Uh, now what will happen afterwards and how long will I stay on? Uh, again, I'm also committed to getting to HSK 6 according to the old standard. So that's probably another two years on that. So that's sort of my deadline right now. That's the timeline I'm working with um, barring any unforeseen circumstances. Anyway, I know that was a little bit of an extended explanation of what this document uh, renewal process is, uh, but uh, I think if you're ever thinking about moving overseas, uh, once this pandemic uh, thing is done and over with and we get back to a little bit more of normalcy, normalcy even if it's in two or three years, uh, you will probably have to deal with something like this along the way. I will put this, uh, the... Uh, link to my previous uh, blog post uh, in the show notes for this episode. Uh, so you can take a look at that. Stephenserski.com is my website. Uh, I will put the show notes 
of this episode up on my website. And uh, that way you guys have a little bit of a reference in case it, you ever sort of encounter the same thing. And I do know there are people still working in China, uh, foreigners working in China, uh, that might benefit from this information. So check that out, stephenshirsky.com. Thanks for listening. I'll leave it there. I hope that was useful to you guys. Have a great one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.